is Karen from Time Genies. We know time is our most precious commodity, so let Time Genies help you with tasks such as home organising, small business cleaning, relocation services and lots more. My team of high quality and trusted professionals is your one-stop shop for your personal and corporate needs. Let us help you reduce stress and give you time to do the things you want to do, making memories. Check the Time Genies website for more info. Go to www.time-genies.com. Welcome to the Street Circle Drive podcast here on The Mesh. I'm your host, Andrew Moose. We appreciate you tuning in and stopping by today. Street Circle Drive is your Hickory-centric podcast for people who love Hickory, North Carolina. And in case this is... Your first time listening to the podcast, or you've stumbled upon this podcast, we are currently recording on June 9th, 2020, and in the immediate wake of the George George Floyd death in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and the subsequent demonstrations all over the country. Um, my guest today on Street Soul Drive is Hickory Police Chief Thurman Wisnett. Chief, thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me, Andrew. Glad to be here. Um Welcome to the studio, Chief. Um, thank you for taking time to field the questions from our community and taking the time to podcast with us today. Um, so let's take a little time to talk about the format and how this podcast came about. Uh, last week, I reached out to uh, Hickory Police Department and, and Chief Wisnett and uh, see if they would be interested in fielding questions from our listeners and the community at large uh, about the current climate. And obviously, Chief Wisnett agreed and um then the mesh and myself and other folks in our office reached out through both of our personal networks and social media uh, to folks in our community to basically crowdsource the questions for this podcast. And then I took those questions and then forwarded them to Chief Wisnett before the podcast. So he had plenty of time to prepare and all that good stuff. So uh, we don't believe in gotcha journalism here at the mesh. We just want straightforward conversation. So, um, you know, we just want to give our community a forum to ask questions, to get straight answers. Um, so, but before we get into those submitted questions, Chief, um, I'd like to get your thoughts on the downtown demonstrations that happened this Saturday, and by, by all accounts, they seemed really positive. They, they were, and, uh, you know, I guess what I could say to that was I was once again reminded of how thankful and blessed I feel to be in Hickory, North Carolina. I think it was a testament to our citizens, and I know we had people uh, that, that came from out of town, that, you know, from surrounding counties, and, uh, you know, Folks are, are really uh, concerned right now, and rightly so, and, uh, and we're concerned. Um, but just having seen, um, you know, what everybody, the images everybody sees on TV, you know, as close as Charlotte, Asheville, uh, some of the, some of the uh, uh, not-so-peaceful protests that we're seeing on TV, I think we had a lot of people uh, on the other side. We had business owners that were calling me, you know, a few days before the protest, you know, I was fielding uh, calls from people, you know, kind of asking questions, I'm sure, similar to what you're going to ask right, me today, right. um, that had concerns about how we do things that maybe don't know us as, as well as some of uh, the folks we have regular contact with. Um, and then I had concerns from, from people who own businesses who, you know, were concerned about their business. You know, we've got a lot of construction and things going on uptown with City Walk. Um, so it was a, it was a busy week. Um, but uh, we had an extremely large turnout. Um, you know, I would estimate seven to eight hundred people. Um, but uh, we were kind of prepared for for whatever. Uh, but 
you know, I, I kind of like I was saying earlier, we had uh, one of our young police officers who's still in training, and uh, I'd, I'd kind of had a, uh, a conversation with, with everybody, reminded everybody beforehand about, you know, hey, all the the efforts we put into building relationships and trust in Hickory and, the, uh, you know, community policing, and that we may hear some things that, uh, you know, may be not necessarily directed at you as an individual, but just directed at out of frustration, and we were prepared for that. Um, and at the end of it, um, one of my newest, youngest officers said, hey, uh, hey, Chief, you know, I was kind of prepared to, you know, hear a lot of things today that'd be hard to hear. And uh, he said, I don't think I heard one negative comment. And uh, my, my response back to him was, well, you know, you just got to see something very early in your career that, that's very powerful and that, you know, we uh, every day when things are good, you know, we don't wait until times are bad to try to build trust and relationships. You know, it's important to work on that all the time, and that's our philosophy of community policing. And uh, he got to see it early on. You know, we make deposits into community policing and trust building every day, and sometimes um, on days like Saturday, you know, maybe it's a withdrawal, and I, I, I really, it was a powerful thing. For me, I was uh, really moved that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, no arrest. I don't think I heard a negative comment. You know, people were holding signs and still saying thank you for your service. And so that's a that's a testament to my community here. Um, and uh, and I, I really want to thank our community for that. Absolutely. And, you know, our, our, that's a huge feather in our cap for our community because we can gather in a time of uh, not only frustration, but also uncertainty uh, and get that positive result is a, a huge thumbs up to our community. So um, way, to, way to go, Hickory, on that. Uh, we're going to pivot to the, the questions that were submitted to us via our, our different uh, social and personal networks. Um, Chief, you know, we talked a little bit offline about this, but and well, I did see your statement that you put out on 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 social media. Um, so, it, for folks that might have not read that, uh, can you give us what your overall reaction and the department's reaction to the George Floyd death was? Well, I think our reaction would, was pretty much the same as what what everybody's reaction was. Um, you know, I, I think it initially it was just shock and disbelief, and you know, I know that's that's not what we stand for at Hickory PD. Um, you know, that's not. Uh, that's not what we do. So, and I think it, uh, you know, it, a little bit. I, I can tell you how I feel, and I think a lot of the officers feel is knowing the efforts that we put into building relationships and trust and doing things the right way. Um, you know, uh, we're a thousand miles away, and and I know I feel a little. I'm frustrated a little bit. I think Chief Kerputney in Charlotte said that, uh, you know, this uh, for some could, could you know, hurt trust. This could set us back in the way of trust building, you know, for 10 years. Um, we hope that's not the case here in Hickory. We, but, uh, but we know, we knew instantly, I knew instantly that, you know, this was going to make our job more difficult. Um, and, and I think you can see that. But, you know, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep doing what we do, keep doing it the way we do it. I feel like we, you know, we have a good philosophy um, you know, we, we have uh, core values, uh, things that are very important to us, and, and we're going to stick with those. We're going to keep, um, keep working alongside of our community. And, uh, you know, Saturday, I think I needed Saturday because Saturday was a good reminder of me. It kind of it reset and put me back at a good place that reminded me that, okay, you know, all these things happen. We, we acknowledge that, you know, there needs to be some reform, um, you know, some unification across the United States in, in how we police. 
um, and um, I think there's there's a good movement. Uh, we just hope that it stays peaceful here. Right. Right. You know, and you touched on, you know, how what you guys are doing as a department to keep these uh, keep community building and um, making sure that those relationships with our community are, are solid. Um, it, it, when you guys are training new officers, what type of uh, race relation training goes into that? Well, we have specific training. So in right. North Carolina, um, and I'll start off with kind of what's required sure, and please, then I'll yeah. kind of end up with what we do here. Okay. And uh, so. We do have uh, uh, sensitivity training uh, with regard to race relations that's that's ever that's mandatory by the state um, every year. North Carolina has that, so we have a mandatory uh, training hours. Obviously, the the essentials, you know, driving firearms, but there are other mandatory courses. So every year um, there is a sensitivity diversity training component. Um, it may be juvenile minority sensitivity training. It may it may have another topic. That was a recent one that we had. So there's that, um, but we really don't stop there at Hickory. This is an important topic to us. Um, you know, the, the community that we serve um, is a very diverse community, and, uh, and we serve everybody. And so, uh, you know, we have policies. Um, so our policies also have a training component to them. So we don't just issue a policy. We have what's, what's called uh, training bulletins. So every, every week, our officers actually get, get test questions that are, that, are, that are sent out to them that based on policy, and they have to go in and, and respond to those test questions and to make sure that not only are they getting the policy, but they know the policy. Um, so, um, you know, roll call trainings, and, uh, and probably one of the most powerful things that we do, um, and we've had representation there um, for probably five or six years. We've had somebody there every single time since I've been in this role for four years as chief of police. But we have a group um, that we're part of here in Hickory called the Racial uh, Justice and Reconciliation Discussion Group. Um, and we meet uh, the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. Well, we did meet. Now we're Zooming. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, for an hour and a half um, at Exodus. Uh, and so uh, and we have a lot of discussions and a uh, good group of folks that we learn a lot with. It. The discussions are 100% about um, these type things. You know, what can we do better as police? It's not really all about police, but just as a society learning about uh, cultural diversity, and uh, a lot of good community leaders there. And I think each of us in our disciplines learn a lot, and then we take that and we inject that back into the culture of our organizations. Right. Um, speaking, of, speaking of culture of your organization, um, well, we've had a lot of questions that, that came in regarding the what is uh, the minority makeup of, uh, mm -hmm. of the Hickory Police Department. Uh, and a lot of the back and forth that I had with the people mm -hmm. that were asking these questions is basically that their school of thought is that if you hire more minority officers, race relations will get better within the community. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? 100% agree with that. Right. And we work very hard with that. The, the, the struggle we have with that is unfortunately – um, we would really like to see, of course, we have to have applicants before right, we can sure. hire people. Um, and there is, um, we would like to see more uh, minority applicants. Uh, we'd like to see more, uh, you know, uh, minority folks enter into basic law enforcement training to be into the applicant pool. That, that I will tell you, that's a national problem. Right. Um, we do fairly well here. We can all, we could always do better, but uh, we, we've gotten uh, really, um, 
we, we tried to think outside the box in some of our recruitment efforts. But just to, to give you an example, so it, at uh, Hickory Police Department, now we have sworn and non-sworn employees, but currently we have 160 employees, uh, most full-time. Uh, we have a few part-time roles. And uh, so um, out of the 160 coworkers, 25 are minorities. Um, and so that accounts for 16%. Right. So 10% uh, of our staff is African-American gotcha. of that. So uh, when you look at that, any police department, you want your police department to represent the demographics of your community. Sure. And um, we're not quite there. We're close, um, but we're continually working at a, in that effort. Gotcha. Um, the shifting um, uh, to the issue of excessive force, because that is what's very prominent in in the news right now because of the George Floyd death. Um, and a, a lot of people were asking, you know, what does Hickory police consider excessive force? Um, you know, granted we, everyone realizes that sometimes force is necessary. That, that, that's just mm -hmm. the, the way it is. Um, but obviously there is a line and when, what is considered over the line, I guess, is the question. So we have a, a very extensive policy, again, that we uh, – that's one of the policies also that when we do our, for example, our firearms training that right. we pull out, we go over the entire policy every year. Um, and it's an extensive policy, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's based on uh, recommendations from the International Association of Chiefs of Police and also the Police Executive Research Forum, which we're members of, which are kind of the leading um, – I guess, professional organizations. So, so what is it? You know, it's, it's hard to say. Every situation is different, but sure, in yeah. essence, um, whatever force is used has to be the minimum amount necessary to overcome uh, someone and an officer's lawful purpose. Um, so, and it has to be objectively reasonable. Right. And when you say that. So is there almost it, like a sliding scale? Well, yes, and it, it kind of escalates, and you're you're responding to you know what kind of resistance that you're having. You know, if you're you know if you're affecting an arrest and somebody, so your your amount of force has to be just enough to to get that person into custody. And as soon as you do that, you have to de-escalate and, and, and come back down. Right. If there's any injury as a result, immediately um, you know administer medical attention or get medical help there. But that term, objective reasonableness, comes straight from the Supreme Court. That's what's in our policy. And basically that means um, not extreme or excessive um, in accordance with reason. So that's right. what. And so it's hard to say. And what we also do is we do, in addition to that, we do a lot of uh, scenario-based training. So we do scenarios that we put our officers through. And then at the end of those scenarios, we critique. And, and they get put in some real tough situations, too, of where you got to make split-second decisions. And, and then mm. we learn. We watch a lot of videos. Um, you know, th these, these incidents that happen that are unfortunate, you know, we, we, you know, we do take that as an opportunity to learn um, and, and kind of critique and have a lot of discussion. I can tell you there's been a lot of discussion um, about what we've seen with the George Floyd incident. And so uh, just take every opportunity to learn and review uh, what we know is the right thing. Right. And obviously the, the procedures that those officers in Minnesota were not standard. They're not Hickory Police Department standard. You know, based on what I saw on the video, just uh, no, would not for several reasons right. would have not been for within our reason, policy. And the owner neck doesn't necessarily no. constitute. No, and, we, and, and in our yeah. policy, we have a, we, we have a, uh, already it's been in our policy for years. We don't allow any carotid choke holes or any kind of carotid holes. We're not trained right. to do that. Um, I, so, yeah, there's a, for any number of reasons, that would not have been within the scope of our policy. Very understandable. Um, so, 
when things like this happen, and unfortunately they do, and, and they do happen nationwide, it's, it is a problem, and we are trying as a society to right these wrongs and, and, and all that good stuff. And a, a lot of folks uh, came to me when we put this call out uh, to discuss with you uh, police body cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your thoughts on the effectiveness of police body cameras and what exactly is the procedure to release that footage to the public if something, for instance, like the George Floyd would happen in Hickory, like God forbid? Great question. So um, just to kind of start out about we, our entire department, uh, our, our, anybody that answers a call in uniform at Hickory PD has had a body camera since July of 2014. Okay. Um, and to kind of give you, a, a, I guess, a, where, what that means is we had actually signed the contract and we're implementing body cameras before the incident happened in Ferguson. I okay. know that most folks are familiar with. Right. So we were already headed in that direction. Um, they've been great. So... Uh, Body cameras, so, so what I tell people with that is, is when folks know they're being recorded, it changes behavior. And so, and people say, well, does it change an officer's behavior? Well, certainly, I think it does. It also changes the behavior of somebody that the officer's interacting with. So we look at that very closely. We look at the effectiveness of that. And I can tell you, um, at Hickory PD, so we looked at um, the four years prior to when we imp- fully implemented body cameras and the four years after, and we've had over a 50% reduction in the need to use force. Wow. Because people, we want folks to know you're being recorded. Right. Because you tell it, people that they're being recorded? We, we do. Absolutely. We do. I mean, when people ask, I mean, a lot of times we've seen situations where, um, you know, folks are saying, what's that? You know, it looks like this strange thing that's on an yeah. officer's shoulder. And they say, what's that? Well, it's a camera. You're being recorded. And you can see the behavior change. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we tested body cameras, um, I think it was starting in the end of 2013. And, and I remember a video. We had a few officers that were, were uh, um, they recorded. And uh, we're, we're in the testing phase. And for me, um, I saw one of our officers. And he was with a, an individual in our booking. He had been arrested. And, I mean, he's not... You know, he's not combative, but he's not being very nice either. And he's, right. he's, and I'll just leave it at that. But the officer's there, and he's recording, and this is in our testing phase. And he finally asked the officer, he says, what's that thing on your shoulder? And the officer tells him, and he just immediately, not another word, he's cooperative when he realized he was being recorded. And that sold us at that point. That was right. powerful. Um, and they have been, they're expensive. The storage is uh um, kind of expensive, but um, it's well worth it, I Absolutely. think, for what it prevents, and, and it protects us, it protects the community. As a, um, as a Hickory taxpayer, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to pay for that. Um, and there are still a lot of agencies that are not there yet, but we're very fortunate here. Our city leaders uh, have made that a priority, and, uh, and we're very blessed. Um, to get to your second part of your question, how do, you get, how do you get the footage? So that's governed by North Carolina state law, so we don't really have a whole lot of control of it. So there is Um, dissemination and there's release release is you get a copy of it Um, dissemination is I can sit with there with you and let you view it but you can't have a copy of it so our law kind of without getting into the weeds too much so basically if you are depicted in the video if you're on the video um, and want to see the footage then you can make a request in writing to the agency head which would be me and say I would like to see the footage Um, we are very transparent 
Um, I can't imagine many reasons why we wouldn't unless it would jeopardize an investigation or something, but we're very open to that. Um, if you want a copy of it, if the public, whether it's you or you want to take a copy of it, um, you have to file a petition um, through the courts to get, to get it through a court order. And there's very good reasons for that. The only other exception to that is if um, we needed to release it because we, don't, we need to identify a suspect in a crime or something like that, um, the law was just recently changed to give us the authority to do that. But that's all governed by state law. We follow state law, and, um, you know, we, we're, our position is to be transparent, but we also have to follow the law, too. Sure. Awesome. Um, I'd also like to take a second to uh, thank our sponsor for this podcast, Time Genies. Uh, Karen and her crew are uh, some of the best folks uh, in, their, in their field. Uh, we use their services here at the Mesh Studios, and we really couldn't be happier. And for more information on how they can help you save time and energy, visit time-genies.com. Um, Chief, uh, yep. thanks so much for yep. coming. We really, we really appreciate it. Our community appreciates you filling these questions. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our community about maybe what, you, what you've listened to and heard from, um, from Saturday or during this whole process? Well, um, we just um, appreciate our community here. Um, you know, we, we recognize that, that change needs to happen. Um, we are here to, to help people. We're here. We're serving you. And, uh, and our philosophy, our, our core values are professionalism, accountability, compassion, and teamwork. It's on our patch. We, um, we value that. We live it in everything that we do. Um, we're not perfect. Uh, we strive to be. Uh, nobody's perfect. We're all human. Um, but we're here serving you. And, and we just want to continue uh, what we have going here, uh, working in partnerships with our community, with our business leaders, and uh, we want to be the example here in Hickory. Yeah, and, I, and the only way to get better and the only way to make our community better is open, open lines of communication and making sure the conversation continues. And if the folks in our community want to continue the conversation with you at the department or someone in your department, how can they reach you? Well, uh, of course, you can call 828 261 2600. Yeah, don't and, call 911 just yeah, to talk to you. Yeah, Chief. don't call 911. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're very, we're very accessible. We're very open. My command staff, um, we've all been answering a lot of questions, and rightly so. And, uh, and we'll continue to do that. I've got this is, this is the first of several places I'll be this week answering a lot of these same questions. But that's good because we want folks to get accurate information, we want folks to hear it directly from us. Um, and we want to hear your input. I mean, your input matters. We're here to serve you. Um, and uh, a lot of times folks uh, will ask questions and say, there's a lot of things out in the media right now. And, uh, you, you know, we were looking immediately. We, we try to get ahead of situations. And so, for example, um, you know, we hear the, the, the eight recommendations of, in policies that can reduce force by 72%. I think it's um, don't wait for eight. Immediately, we looked at where do our policies stand on that, and we've addressed, they were already addressed, all eight of those are already addressed in, in Hickory Police Policy. So, um, and it, so it's just, it, we just need, I think for us, we're all in favor of some consistency across the state, across the nation, um, and, um, you know, we're, we're all about continuing to be professional. But really, the most important thing that I think for us is our organizational culture, what we stand for, our core values, um, not just having it on our patch, but living it every day, making sure that our folks are continually hearing it and they understand how important it is. And not, not everybody, when we hire, um, in our hiring efforts, we, we, not everybody's a good fit for Hickory PD. We're a non-traditional department and, um, and we look for the right person 
uh, to come and, and represent, and they have to be well-versed in a lot of areas. It's a tough job, as you know. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know that what's going on today is really going to help our recruitment efforts. That concerns me a little bit. But yeah. we're going to keep doing what we do. We're going to get up every day and, and work even harder. And uh, all we would ask is just keep keep supporting us. We appreciate right. it. No, absolutely. And um, we'd also like to thank the, the listeners in our community who submitted questions to us today. Um, Chief, thanks again for coming in. Um, if um, this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. And please head over to the TV and subscribe to all of our shows. Once you subscribe, it will magically appear in your favorite device. So um, currently produced on The Mesh, John Reap's Countryish, Big Fan, Chick Chat, Foot Candle Films, Entrepreneur Exchange. I'm with the band, The Forecast. All these shows have new episodes. They're dropping weekly. Weekly, so be sure to go check those out. Again, this is Street Circle Drive here on The Mesh. Hey.